Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. We're here with Dirk Beveridge. He's the author of Innovate! Exclamation point. How successful distributors lead change in disruptive times. Dirk, thanks for being here. It's great to see you thanks in the studio. For me. So let's get things going by first off defining innovation in the context of your book. Sure, appreciate that. I define innovation as the ability to lead customers to a better future for which they're willing to reward you. And there's a couple of key comments there, right? Okay. Number one is lead, right? Rather than following the market, real innovators are looking out to the future and leading their customers to the future. The vision for this book is you say, we need to be having a conversation, a much needed conversation yeah, we do. about the future and about innovation. Why is it so imperative? Yeah, that's a great question. It, this is an imperative conversations within wholesale distribution. There are 300,000 wholesale distributors across this country. And by and large, this industry is very conservative, not very innovative, and not very creative. In fact, studies will show, our research shows, that only one in 10 distributors are prepared or are preparing for the future. We need a new spirit of creativity, a new spirit of innovation brought to these, to these businesses. Okay, so Dirk, so what's the problem with not innovating? If I'm a business leader, yeah. and I say, ah, oh, come on, you're crazy. Yeah. I mean, why innovate? What's the importance? Yeah, you know, that question is asked today, you know, after the Great Recession, right, the economy is, has uh, improved, right? So there are some business owners asking that exact question. Why change? Why innovate? The answer is this. We live in disruptive times. Change is happening at accelerating rates. Um, the change can come from, of course, disruptive technologies. It can come from the generational changes, where we're going to have five different generations of employees and customers by the year 2020. It can come from geopolitical influences. It can come from the uncertainty of the economy. Mm -hmm. We live in disruptive times, and our businesses are under siege. And if we don't look to the future to say, how are we going to remain relevant in the future, we're going to have a hard time going forward. I guess what I'm trying to figure out is relevancy. Let's say I'm a business owner, and my business is booming. Yeah. My standpoint is, if it's not broken, why fix it? Yeah. You know, I think there's really three reasons why we need to do that. We need to look at it from an economic perspective, right. from a leadership perspective, and really, quite frankly, from a personal perspective. Okay, so let's start with economics. Yeah. So we can look at how our business is today, right? And that we're generating sales, we're generating some profit, and we're earning the lifestyle as the owner of the business that keeps me and my family happy. Great. It's wonderful, right? <laughs> this sounds good. But I gotta ask the question, how, how short are our memories, right? Just several years ago, there were over two million jobs that were obliterated in this country, right? Distributors were forced to close their doors, and those that weathered that storm were impacted negatively, right? Uh, loss of wealth, um, had to lay off people, had to terminate individuals, so they were impacted. Now that their economic situation is a little bit better, we have short memories. So you think we've forgotten about the recession uh, we of have, 2008? And what I do know, I'm not an economist, Taryn, but I do know that the economic swings will be back and will impact. So 
one, we have to innovate because the economic um, good fortune that distributors might be having today isn't going to last forever. Okay. So talking about things were bad, now they're good, yeah. they're going to go back to being bad. Okay, so that's one way to look into the future. Yeah. From a leadership perspective, you mentioned. Yeah, there, the, the ability to innovate and the urgency to innovate is inversely related, right? So what happens is people start thinking about change and innovation when their backs are against the wall in tough times. Now, unfortunately, they don't have the resources, they don't have the bandwidth, they don't have the cash, right, to, to really drive change in, the uh, in their organization at that time. So they can't. Now, in good times, what happens? They become comfortable. There is a great thought process that says good times camouflage poor performance. Interesting. And as a result, we get comfortable. Right. And we say, let's ride this success as long as we can. It seems like the logical you know, so leaders, choice. So leaders will create a sense of urgency. Leaders will create a culture of change to ensure that we are um, continually looking uh, to the answer as to what is going to be, re be required to remain relevant. It's, it's enough to say things are going great, but we know it's not going to last forever. So let's sort of prepare for the famine, although we might be experiencing a feast. Yes, but I, I want to even go beyond that, right? Because now the positive side of it, right? That, that's kind of which we need to think about. But right. the positive side of it is what's possible, right? The positive side of it is, you know, with, with technology, with the way markets are going today, the opportunities in front of us today are unprecedented to a point where 19-year-old kids can put ones and zeros together, right, and create something called WhatsApp, yeah. <laughs> right, to be sold for $19 billion. billion. There's opportunity out there. And so, yeah, let's look at it because of the possibilities of the economic swings, but I get more excited about looking at the potential and the opportunities that are out there for us. Okay, so speaking of opportunities, let's talk about innovation from a personal perspective. Yeah. Why do we do this? Why do we have a distribution business? Why do we have a manufacturing business? Why do I, as a leader of a business, get up every damn day, right, to go in there and uh, do the things that we do? You know what? I go into a lot of distribution businesses, Taryn, and um, it's like we're going back to 1950. Really, you look at the walls and you see the paneling. You look at the energy in, in, in some of these offices and um, it's not there, right? I really think the third reason why we need to be talking about innovation is because um, there is a call for leadership in this industry. There is a call for us to look internally as leaders of organizations and, and really say, what is my job, right? What is the potential where I can take this organization and quite frankly impact the lives of our current, our future employees and uh, the markets in which we serve? What do you mean by transformative leadership? You mentioned this a lot in the book. I think we need to remember, Taryn, that um, Companies don't innovate. They don't. No, no one's innovating there? No, 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 no. Companies don't innovate. Okay. People do. Okay, that's an interesting Com distinction. Yeah, companies don't transform. People do. Companies don't change. People do. And it requires transformative leadership. It requires a leader who is so furious with the status quo so furious with the inability to really capitalize on these new opportunities that they are so furious that they are going to take it amongst themselves to create this new vision and to create these new value propositions and to create the change and the innovation is required. That to me is what transformative leadership is all about. C-Suite Radio.
And Dirk, as we look toward the future and, and obviously the importance of this conversation, you say one of the most imperative parts of innovation is self-reliance. Yeah. And you give an example of a book which I really enjoyed, Blinds.com. Yeah. Successful, successful business, one of the best. At the heart of it, it was all about self-reliance, or one of their major sort of tenets. Tell yeah, us about it's, that. It's, it's really one of my takeaways from the Blinds.com story and Jay Steinfeld, the phenomenal leader of that business. You know, just take it back a step for a second, Taryn, and you know, Ralph Waldo Emerson, right? His phenomenal essay by that title, Self-Reliance, you know, tells us that as human beings, right, we, we won't be able to achieve anything unless we take accountability for our actions, right? And, and unless we're willing to toil the land, right, we won't be able to achieve our potential uh, and achieve the successes that we all want, right? So self-reliance to me is, it needs to be talked about in the same breath as innovation for this reason, right? If, if we as a leader of the organization are surrounded by individuals who do not want to toil the land, who do not want to go through the work, who do not want to go through the sweat, who do not want to see the world in a new way, no matter how good of a leader you are, we won't be able to drive change, transformation, and innovation. So that's why I love to have had the ability to tell the story of Jay Steinfeld and Blinds.com in, in our new book, Innovate. And what Jay has done, he's built a business from a 1,000 square foot re retailer to a $130 million plus e-commerce business, completely debt free, that was recently bought by Home Depot. He didn't use the words, but in my interpretation of self-reliance, he defines success in his organization as being in a constant state of evolution and growth. And he means that for himself, he means that for the business, and for every one of his employees. And they take it to the, to the degree, Taryn, that through their interviewing process, the number one criteria they use to bring somebody in is not their competency, but they have to demonstrate to blinds.com that in their personal life, they are committed to growth and change. Interesting. Yeah. So growth and change is essential when it comes to your employee base. Otherwise, innovation is, is not, won't exist. Agreed. And if you're not a self-reliant individual, if your makeup says, I need to rely on somebody else to help me achieve whatever I want to, to achieve, those are the, that's when leaders are going to have a hard time driving change in, in organizations. Do you recommend a program, as, if, I'm a, if I'm a business leader, a program to, to get that mentality sort of driven into my employees if it isn't you know, there already? Yeah, I really do. And you know what that program is? It's, <laughs> it's picking up my book. Funny, funny you say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's an unbelievable question. No, but, but what I mean by that is, you know, let's just take my book, for example, all right? What this book will allow you to do, it allows you to take stories of success and challenges, right? and to drive a conversation in your organization about what it takes to drive change, innovation, and transformation. And let's go back to you know, one of the things we find, right? Uh, over 80% of, of executives that I have surveyed for this book tell us that the pace of change in their organization is too slow. In the space I focus on a lot, distribution, only one in 10 distributors are prepared or are preparing for the future. So what that tells me is, a pro you want a program? I think the first program, okay, is we need to start a new dialogue. We need to start a new conversation. We need to bring the spirit of change and innovation um, to, the, to, to our organizations and um, leaders. We, it's got to be at the top of their agenda. So finally, just to wrap things up, Dirk, yeah. if I'm a business leader, 
Why should I read your book? What, what's, the, what's the main takeaway? What are you hoping to achieve? Yeah. Taryn, I believe down to my core that this industry, and not just the wholesale distribution industry, but I'll, I'll say this industry, needs to rethink their business. We live in disruptive times. We live in the age of disruption. Again, technology, global economic forces, economic uncertainty, you and I can go down that list. And what drove our success in the past is not going to drive our success in the future. And I think what organizations can do with this book, right, is hear stories and lessons and processes and gain some tools from within distribution, but maybe more importantly, from outside of distribution that we've been able to tie into the industry. And they're going to be able to start a new conversation. They're going to be able to develop a specific roadmap around this model, the innovative distributor, to take their business um, into the future. All right, Dirk Beveridge, thank you so much for your time. Good Turn, luck you, with the book. Thank you so much. It's, it's been a labor of love, and uh, this conversation has been awesome. I couldn't agree more. Thanks for having me. And the book is awesome. Yeah. I've read it. It's terrific. Uh, a lot of great lessons to learn. So remember, if you want more information on Dirk, or of course, if you'd like to buy a copy of his book, go to www.c-sweetbookclub.com. Thanks for joining us. And thanks again. Thanks, Terry. Thank you. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.